makes you such a threat? We choose the right to be who we are. We know the difference between the reality of freedom and the illusion of freedom. There's a way to live with Earth and a way not to live with Earth. We choose the way of Earth. It's about power. Chasha. Greetings and good day and welcome my relatives. I shake your hands with a good heart. This is a voice from the earth. These are voices from the earth and it's good for all of us to be here. And you're listening to First Voices Radio and Teokas and Ghost Horse sending you greetings and strength from the highlands of the Esopus or what Americans in Dutch call the Catskill Mountains. Regardless, it is the highlands of the Esopus in the lands of the Muncie-speaking Lenape. This is an all-native hosted, all-native host, all-native produced, First Voices Radio, and Liz Hill is the producer of First Voices Radio. And you can now hear us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Spotify, as well as First Voices Indigenous Radio.org for archive downloading and listening. And we appreciate you all for listening. And I want to introduce everybody before, but before we do that, I think we need to pay attention to the water. And if our, if our guest in, I'd like to ask you to grab your water. In shortness, in, in Lakota, we say mini we chose ani, which means living the voicing the living relationship between you and I and all things. And that it brings health to you in a good way. And that's not just for the humans, that's for all life. So I'd like to say that and say thank you to the water. Makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. I know. Huh? So, since I was driving really fast to get here, I didn't bring up your bios. So we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to self-introduce. So we'll start with a rat on my right here. Okay. É boa noite. Meu nome é Raj Pereira. Good evening. I'm Rad Pereira. Um, I am of Pindorama, what some currently call Brazil. I'm a cultural worker, artist, actor, facilitator. Working in a lot of different mediums, um, TV and film, theater, performance, education, uh, 
I'm with my partner here that will soon introduce themselves. Uh, I work on Iron Path Farms. And, yeah, I live here in Kingston. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Sego's gonna go again. My name's Theo Ganti. I'm a Mohawk from Akwesasne. Uh, born on the Onondaga Nation, my name is from there. Theo Ganti means a heavy snowfall. But I'm grateful to be here in the spring, drinking water, giving thanks. Um, Onega Soa to all the waters. Um, I'm two-spirit artist, educator, public speaker, hip-hop artist, music producer, composer, seed keeper, agriculturalist, um, multidisciplinary artist, many things I have yet to know, find out, discover, you know, so there's a lot to to find out about each other. And I'm happy to be here, happy to be in Kingston. Um, call myself, the, you know, a keeper of the Eastern Door as a Mohawk person. So, giving thanks wherever I go. Well, hard to follow these two, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, buenas tardes, buenas noches. Liani, Liani Yatung, Liani Re, Bomatung. My name is Jonathan Victor Gonzalez Arbolay. Um, fresh back uh, in New York after being in Oaxaca for three months, visiting family and reawakening my relationship with my my native my native soil. Um, and what am I? What do I do? Uh, well. <clears throat> I'm here speaking with you from the heart. Um, I am a. I work in the community. I'm a community engagement um, worker. I'll say. Uh, work for also with kids as, and youth and adults as a mentor, a teacher of um, uh, earth living skills, and earth awareness, and uh, I'm grateful to be here with you all. Aloha mai kakahi um, So good to, honored to be here. My name is Kapiolani Lerno. Uh, I come from the West Coast, Hawaii, um, and also the Pacific Northwest, um, Southeast Alaska, and Queen Charlotte Islands. I'm Haida and Simpsian, Eagle Clan. Um, and I'm here to just listen. Thank you. That's my job. I'm supposed to listen. You're all <laughs> supposed to talk. <clears throat> no, welcome back. And we've all been somewhere. You've been to Brazil, Mexico. You guys, uh, I came from someplace over there called Across the Pond, um, Europe. And um, it's very interesting how perspective, you, the, the different perspective you get from going to other countries mm. or even coming from other countries such as Mexico and Brazil or even upstate and in what they call New York now, even from Hawaii and the Northwest, and how divergent we all are, our voices are coming from those lands. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think part of that, as I was thinking prior to coming here, we didn't get to discuss last time that we were all here. Some of us were here together, and you're newly friends here on, on the radio, but we didn't get to discuss this one word, regeneration and I think I would put that out the regeneration is 
something that you would say re reawakening. Um, there's a lot of things that we can do again, but it's really regeneration and emergence, reemergence. And when I say regeneration, yeah, we have words in it, but it's a verb. So regenerating means that it's always continue, not just beginning and ending. Mm. Um, for one, for instance, <clears throat> I'm told that there's four seasons in this modern society. Four, four seasons, but in Lakota, there are eight seasons. Hmm. Now, people are like, what? Hmm. Because you have winter, and then there's spring, but what's in between? So you have all the in-between seasons, the transition, that we it doesn't just turn spring overnight, right? So in that way, there's this regeneration happening, and just to move your minds, your, your spirits along... I want to have your thoughts and let the people know what your thoughts are on regeneration and jump in when you can. It's like double dutch. Who's going to go? I mean, when you first brought up that word, I thought of um, lizards. And when their tails get cut off, they can just regenerate them and they just grow back. So that was my first thought, and how I'm really scared of lizards. Even though I grew up in South Florida, I'm still scared of them. I love you lizards, but I'm a little scared of you, because they're so powerful. Mm. The, the fact that they can grow back those tails, which makes me think about, you know, a lot of people talk about sustainability, and I'm like, okay, you want to like sustain what is currently here? Why don't we want to regenerate fully back to like an abundant, com whole sense of being you know like those little lizards in their tails that's my first thought about that mm -hmm. what was coming up for me when you mentioned the four seasons as opposed to eight seasons is that the something of like the directions right and when you catch yourself in just the four it feels like a little bit of you're boxing yourself into these ideas But what comes in between? What is the space in between? What is the space in between us here in this, right? It's all alive. It's all living, right? This air that we breathe, that's that's part of who we are. So that that's what I was thinking when you mentioned that idea. But also, uh, you know, just having come back from Oaxaca, I was at uh, visiting Monte Alban. And um, the guide there, he said, for... For almost all indigenous people that he knows, that he knows, there's two things that we always do, and that's ask for permission and give thanks. And when I think about that in terms of this this word regeneration, I feel like that is the whole cycle, in a way. Before we do anything, we lay down our tobacco, make some offering of water or food or whatever it is so that we can be in relationship and relationship relating and regeneration I think are right in the same right in the same um, experience of, uh, of living regenerate I like saying I like thinking I've this is the most I've thought of that word It rolls regenerate. off your mouth. Yeah, regenerate. regenerate. 
there's the generate, right? That mm-hmm. the generation, the generate. So I'm thinking of like, yeah, like you're mentioning the cycles, the cycles, and it feels also like very parallel to rematriation, you know, and these like active forms of like digging our hands as indigenous people back into the earth or mm-hmm. picking up water and consciously praying towards it or carrying seeds, you know, um, as opposed to being in like a active state of resistance, you know, it's like a regenerative motion. Mm-hmm. Regenerate. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's an interesting word, isn't it? I've been told um, that it sounds, it's like on the edge of sounding scientific, like too rigid, mm. yes. right? Yes. And then when I when I think of it, I always think of the word um, ohana, which is in Hawaiian, most folks know it, it to be family. Mm. But it's interesting because kalo, which is the, the, the life-sustaining root of our people, of the Hawaiian people, the, the offshoot of it, so you can put a root into the into the um, water in the mud and then the offshoot of it the the younger part of the taro root is oha it's the young one right and so we understand that um, what is a necessary part and sustain what sustains the life blood of and the breath of the family of the the kalo is the oha the young one and we understand that that's that's a symbol of something that's going to sustain itself forever and ever <clears throat> now in order there was rad and then jonathan and then Dilgande, and then capilani um <clears throat> and so if we could say your names first so they get they recognize your voice okay um <clears throat> so when I heard lizards, I'm thinking culturally, you know, we are stuck in a word. And I think it's very, very, not just anthropocentric, but um, anthropology tends to say that's what that is from that period. So one of the words is traditional. Mm. It's like, wait, that's, it's, it's almost a word that we need to just make a strike through. What is traditional? Is regeneration traditional? Or has it happened before our traditional came along? You know, you see where I'm going with this? So when, when you described Ohana, and by the way, Kaurilani, the, the theme song to First Voices is from the Maori Nation, and it talks about the tarot. It talks about unity coming from and after and keeps coming. So that's what it means. And it's actually when, when they begin their their calling when they when the women sing that part away they're calling in spirit but it's such a great song i've had it since 1994 that's a long time 29 years i think but <clears throat> that's what i what i mean by regeneration it's already happening but we don't follow that example we we think that a new car is regeneration um, a new phone is a regeneration. So we're, we're either leaving it or staying with regeneration. But you said generate, right? So we generate something. Does it have 
they have to go back to the drawing board all the time mm. or is it we just keep going um that again says to me that in some traditions being an elder quote unquote an elder it's good it's a privilege to be an elder where a society that puts them away right and so a society that wants to always be young wants to always go back to the to the womb start the process over again go back to the drawing board Like I like when I learned about the distinction between an elder and an older. Mm. You know, some people just grow old, and then, like you're saying, there's like a distinction of an elder. Um, yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah, I feel that it's like a, an honor and a role and a position that us indigenous people have. It's like an accountability to our mm. older family members who have taught us so much. You know, through their teachings or their perspective or their lived experience which is enough, you know, mm -hmm. enough for them to be cared for and to consider and not to be put away. It's Rad talking. Oh, yeah, that was Dio talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, what you said about having to go back to the drawing board yeah. to generate. I think a lot of folks nowadays want to be big babies or are big babies because they think you have to go back to the drawing board every time and that there aren't like forms and paths that you could honor and follow, you know, and like apprentice and learn and make your way towards hopefully one day becoming an elder and like that, that kind of trajectory and that, that possibility, the thing has been so severed for so many people. So they do just want to be babies because read going back to the drawing board every time is exhausting but it's like that's not the way it has to be you know there's so many traditions for lack of a better word that you know that our people have kept alive and are trying to keep alive that we don't have to create a new every time yeah. you know it's there for us we just have to do it it is i mean what what's a replacement for tradition or traditional because to me, that's a, a time piece. So what would the word be? Would suggestible continuum? That we're in the continuum, always moving yeah. such, rather than just stuck in anthropology, traditional. This is the way we do it, yet it's not because it changes all the time. It's like, I think I said earlier today something about we have rituals, but then the indigenous people in rituals, when I came from Europe, they said, we have rituals, but we forgot ceremony. So I said, well, if you have rituals, they have to be in one place, pretty much one place, and the same rules, same order, same thing. It, it becomes a, a church service, so to speak. But when you have ceremonies, that moves you have ceremony at the spur of the moment and it happens because it's just ingrained. And so you do this. So I'm looking for this replacement called tradition with maybe something else. Well, can I say, yeah. like you, you asked, you asked the question about, um, Kapiolani. And, oh, this yeah. is Kapiolani. Yeah. Um, you asked the question around, uh, eldership, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or being an elder and it, this, there's a story that pops in my mind um, where my uncle Kalani Sousa 
would say, you know, when we all gather, right, um, in our own ways, when we have our feasts, um, our community dinners, our gatherings, the adults often are the ones that are kind of like lamenting or gossiping or talking about the day-to-day problems and and yet in the background who are the the people who are laughing and giggling at each other Mm. about the adults you know going crazy it's the elders and their grandchildren who are the ones that are laughing yeah and and i often tell that story a lot because it speaks to kind of the role that elders play in like allowing our children to be be as they are mm-hmm. yeah. and and really looking to them for the answers for how things are going to roll mm. Mm. yeah there's something um about not only how we separate uh elders in this society um but also how we separate children right and mm-hmm. so that they can mm-hmm. see each other in a way that you know people our age or in the middle there don't relate you know there's that um experience of um you know we put our kids in these prison-like institutions which we call public school we put our elders in these prison-like institutions that we call senior living homes or senior 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 citizen homes um but it says something about our our society when when we separate even amongst our own family not only as our culture separated but and people separated but when you separate your own family you know how much do we sever from our opportunity to experience and to learn and to grow from the younger ones and from the older ones it's um you know i, I think it's a challenge for our society that we need to mature into understanding that everybody has a, a a a part to play and especially the ones who have been around walking this walk for longer than i have longer than we have mm-hmm. makes me think of um factory lines and you know like it goes mm-hmm. in as raw material on one end and it comes out as a product on the other end and Tiokosin and I have talked a little bit about industrialization and what that's done to like people's minds and consciousness and the way they relate to being. And yeah, I feel like that kind of like you go from raw material to something and then you're, you're used and then you're, you're thrown out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of like industrialization of like life and of like our, our life cycle is just, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. And I, and I hope that as we're like moving into this new age of like kind of post-industrialization that we've been talking about, I'm curious to see what that means for our minds, you know, and our spirits and people's relationships with, with aging and with children and all of that, that entire cycle. Separation with the language. I mean, we all are diverse, right? We have divergency from where our peoples are. And what I'm experiencing is what the West, you call it, you call it patri- patriarchal societies. But I'm thinking among the peoples, you know, tribes, quote unquote, there is, it's unfortunate that a lot of people look to the Lakota 
in this case. It just gets so tiring. But this is a form of cultural imperialism. Mm -hmm. See? And that's brought about by domination, by patriarchy. And this needs to be cleared up, you know, that we can't say that the Lakota have the answer, the Hawaiians have the answer, Mohawk have the answer, uh, Tuxpec have the... Right? Am I saying that? Tuxtepec. Tuxtepec have the answer. Yeah. But for the the area that they were born from, that's the answer, so to speak. Yeah. That resonates for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's also how we as indigenous people honor, right? Various protocol is by not creating those hierarchies and knowing whose territory we're stepping on when we enter there and often moving with consent and permission. <clears throat> yeah, and considering considering our movements and not creating that, that hierarchy or that cultural imperialism. Mm-hmm. But you're saying Mohawks aren't right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts here? I know you guys are capable thinkers, feelers. Oh my gosh. Can I, yeah. I, I just, I, this is Kapiolani, by the way. <clears throat> Mm. Um, you know, this idea of kind of place-based, you know, place-based, uh, like a, a, a lens, right? Our, our cousins over here on this land, you know, I, I was recently, um, joined, joined you folks at the, the Mohawk Mountain. Mohonk. Mohonk. Mohonk um, mountain. mountain. Resort. Resort. Yeah. Um, my first time being there but there was this as as you kind of go up this mountain and then you I, I was seeing there was some fog and kind of some mist and my first question was I wonder how many words there were that the people spoke of this land to describe the change in the rains or or the fog you know how many words were there um and I, I think a lot of that comes from you know, I think our own lens and the way we look at the world, you know, as indigenous people and as, as the place that we're from, you know, this is a beautiful place, but I'm not from here, um, but I'm thankful for what I see and I want to to give it the honor, you know, that's what my wish was, was that I could give it the honor that it deserved of being being called its original name. Yeah. But I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I could only feel. Yeah. It's funny because when I had kind of the same thoughts and I came around a corner, I looked up in the mist and this giant building and I thought, where's the, where's the trumpets? <laughs> <laughs> you can see it. Where are the trumpets? You know, like, but yeah, I think it was a great dialogue. I think that the ideas that will come out of that, as you said, you know, is what what do we... What language are we speaking in place? Because my language cannot fit this place. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Just uh, like I can't fit in Mohawk country or in Brazil. They're different languages and the land is different. And people don't understand that because we yeah, we're speaking a jargon language. Um, one fits one size fits all language. And it's very, it's on a surface level. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go deep as our languages do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's very understandable that. People want to get the quick fix to the problem. So, yeah, it says back to the new, like we're talking about, but regeneration is what we're really talking about. And and I think part of that is understanding, geez, I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere, so guide me here. 
Like wisdom is not wisdom, it's common sense. <laughs> you ask a native, oh, tell us some Indian wisdom. Like <laughs> It's common sense, that's all it is. And common sense with the land, you just don't do this to the land. Yeah, I mean, that that's what I think about what it is, right? It's not, you have to write a book about wisdom at it all. So. It's more simple. It's more, it's less complicated than we want to make it. But why do we make it complicated? Hmm. Yeah, I was, while I was in Oaxaca, I was studying uh, Chinanteco, uh, my ancestral language, and um, there was one phrase, a greeting, that felt like it summed up a lot of how, uh, you know, what I know of a lot of indigenous languages around the world. And it's liani. Liani. And, um, you know, there's no time of day. There's no um, saying it's a, it's a good day or anything like that. But what it means is tiger flower, you know. So in a, in a language that relates so deeply to the place, like you're saying, um, that's how we greet one another by saying tiger flower mm. so there's something that wouldn't necessarily make sense if I was to bring that language and try to use that to speak over here with the how the geography is different how the mm. language is different mm -hmm. so I that, that that's got me thinking a lot about um, about language about um, place place base let's do that as we go for a pause here um, we got to take a station break and then we'll be back you got a wicked system, yeah Mr. Babylon You've got a wicked system, yeah Mr. Babylon Thank you. 
Yeah, it's a wicked system. He sings about that, and that's an old song from my youth, my days way back then. And um, I forgot who that's by so long touch, ago. But so. yeah, this is First Voices Radio. My name is Tiokazin Ghost Horse, and we have Diangade, Diagande, and we have Rad, Rad, and we have Jonathan and Capilani on First Voices Radio. And um, I just wanted to, to say thank you all for showing up good that we are in the community here and community is a different feeling it's just not humans and it's hard to find community as it is for native peoples because we know community means something else rather than just humans and but we get together and this is what you do so any any listeners out there who want who are native who want to come on first voice as well then you just come into the station and let people know that you heard what I said, the request, and share your ideas. Um, um, I think that's the best way to keep community going. And it's like we're coming out of the woodwork. You know, we met at one place and then met at another place. And, and it's like, oh, wow, you came all the way up from Brooklyn and you came all the way from Brazil. and But we came here um, and we had to make the appointment to meet. We just can't walk out and see a native person. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. difficult sometimes. You have to look, even though they they are across the street. But we we are taught in the American psyche that they are not from here. Yet the borders create that mm-hmm. division, right? So anyway, um, sorry, just I I took your your thought as you were going. Keep going. Oh no, it's that no all good. Um, just. Uh, thinking about that uh, that language, and you know, we were talking about the place based, and and how I learned uh, the greeting of uh, Liani, and um, it's it's so vital, uh, you know, la maestra, the the teacher who I was working with, uh, Reina Felipe Jimenez, um, you know, she would she's fighting. She says, "Estoy luchando," I'm fighting every day to try to maintain and preserve the culture and the language and um and of course as we know it's it's not easy when you we walk down the street in mexico and so many people are coming from indigenous yeah. blood but we're all taught to not want that for mm-hmm. ourselves not want mm. that for our kids mm. because we have this um this this the sense that um, to be that is to be less or something like this, right? But the the beauty and the and the richness in the relationships that that we can find as indigenous people, um, there's 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 nothing out there like that. There's nothing out. There's not not in this society that's moving so fast and fails to, even itself, even its 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 elders, its its children. You know, if we can't see that, then there's there's not a good chance that we're going to be looking down at our mother or looking up at the trees and and relating in that way. Yeah, the community. You live in a city. Mm-hmm. We all lived in cities. Do you find it different? Do you have to go to a park to find nature? Mm-hmm. Do you find a a pigeon or something you feed it and do you feel close to nature feeding a pigeon you know or do you take it for for what it's worth i called them i would call them sky rats but mom and my mom <laughs> with pigeons this is dio talking uh-uh. my mom's from new york and she would say hey those are animals too yeah. and so my mom would be the one to always like kind of you know recenter me in that 
And when I would lived in Manhattan, you know, and she would be, when I would be having a hard time, she would always say, don't forget, you live on an island. Meaning, walk to the water and pray. Like, yeah. you're surrounded by water. Oh, yeah. And so I loved, wow. I loved that, you oh. know, just kind of, but you have to, you have to get creative and you have to find a tree maybe that speaks to you. But one thing I find, I, I love trees. I look at trees a lot and I noticed how, you know, when I'm on the West Coast or even if I'm in the park in Brooklyn or ran randomly walking around the city and there's trees that are so big and I'm like how lucky like how mm -hmm. how did this tree get to be so old here because it was so protected you know and so many of these trees around here they've been milled several times and our biggest most powerful strongest trees that we would pray to they're inside of colonial barns and colonial homes you know mm -hmm. so I, I call it the the new frontier it's like we as indigenous people are on a frontier mm -hmm. of sorts, right? Because we're the only ones, it seems. We're the only ones out here at times. I'm like, what a trip, a reverse reality that yeah. we've come to this place and time where me as an indigenous person on my homeland is like the only one, the brave one who's out here, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a good, great, great, great perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Pigeons. <laughs> I, li I live in the Bronx. I live in the Bronx, and and you know somebody told me once, um, he his spirituality or his background was Yoruba, and he would say, um, get some seed and and feed those pigeons, you know. Um, they're doves, you know. They 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 return back. They always come back to the same place. Um. But yeah, moving to the city, like I, I'm, I live there, you know, and I had to come up here. Mm. This is how I met Jonathan, you know, um, to work with the children and, and be outdoors. Um, but I think, you know, it's the people and the relationships in the city, you know, they're going to take care of you. There's culture there. And you know that, you know, if you need help, they'll stop and they'll, they'll take care of you. Mm. Um, but that's as close... I think to community that I've felt there, um, but yeah, I do. I do agree. I go to the water a lot um, when I'm in the city. Orchard Beach mm. is what they call it, <laughs> <laughs> where you hear a lot of the music and the the, um, the yeah. old people there. Yeah, I think I have to tell my joke. <laughs> you know how you know that Mohawks named Staten Island, right? They looked over there and they said, Oh, Staten Island. Just jokes, just jokes. You were talking, too, about tradition. Yeah. And that had me thinking, too, about, you know, I I was called out to Standing Rock, Ocheti Sakowin, and that was such a life-altering moment that was, you know one of the biggest indigenous gatherings, frontline movement and energy um, of my lifetime. But there was a whole moment where, you know, at the main fire, only traditional music, mm. only traditional music. And I was at a different camp with a different fire, and we were younger youth, you know, and we had to bring those questions up, like redefine what is traditional. Because mm -hmm. what is inspired and what we feel called to, many of us, is hip-hop, you know, and expressing ourselves lyrically to a different rhythm and to different time. And that's just as, as valuable, you know, that's just as powerful, that's just as meaningful, because that's how we're choosing to articulate ourselves as well. 
it's like a new a new tradition you yeah. know we still gotta find those words but mm -hmm. if the you know so then when i was at standing rock i'm like well i bought a read a hip hop song <laughs> how can i reply so i mm -hmm. challenged myself to write a story around about my surroundings so that i could encapsulate what was going on you know and i remember this one night that happened in particular there were so many things that people would say would never happen and they would happen there like planes don't fly at night without <laughs> lights and i'm like but they are but they're up there doing it you know <laughs> so there was so many like things like that that would happen but i remember this one time this drunk driver from who knows where how they got in they drove into camp and were smashing into a teepee wow, yeah. and i was awakened by the sound jarring sound of people screaming and running towards this emergency and it kind of just set into my mind too just this sense of preparedness that you had to, had to have and had to be because you were on an active front line you know but i wrote this song if i may recite it please um, it's yes. called um yeah can't even remember what it's called but <laughs> i'll sit i'll spit it and then i'll tell you the name of it so it's like this night's on repeat, I still feel it in my bones. I drifted in the sleep, still in yesterday's clothes. I sense the rising heat and my body unfroze. I jumped to my feet once the smoke hit my nose. Somehow I didn't choke, but I was clearly breathing. I swore I put on my coat cause the weather was freezing. From my teepee I rose, hearing shouts that we leaving. Started to get the bros till I woke up from dreaming. But I swore sister spoke, said saddle up, let's go. We move by car load and it's never too full. So open up that door, there's room for one more. Just drop your own ego to stand with the people. Defend from the evil, it's never been peaceful when the weapons are so lethal. But still we fly like a condor and an eagle. We won't take this treatment much past this evening. So turn off your TV and come do some healing. It's the freaking weekend, babe. We about to have fun with our head and our hearts gathered as one. We don't need no weapons. We don't want those guns because our ancestors smile with the warmth of the sun. Dakota to the bay, standing rock to Staten, the prairie to the mountain, all the way to Manhattan. I'm a native New Yorker, hood the Shoney on the scene. I swear I'm not important, just want my water clean. Mm. Whoa. Oh. <clears throat> wow. Dio Gandhi. Dio Gandhi. Find them on all platforms. <laughs> oh, that was great. No, man, I, I could. Mm. I was there for a while, and it took me there. And you were there, right? Or did you go? No, you didn't. So, but we were there, so, and it's it's that feeling, regeneration. When you were speaking, oh, that that's regeneration. Yeah. If the spirit is still there, mm -hmm. didn't go anywhere. Just mm -hmm. got reinterpreted. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's what I think. A lot of what music and songwriting <clears throat> does. It's like a timestamp, you know. To carry that feeling and that emotion into new places and to share that with people who yeah. weren't able to be there yeah and a lot of information came out experience did we do that we it's like an oral tradition i think mm. in a way right it's just coming although the origins were from africa basically african-american but yet we did that too we had oral tradition here and we told it differently right in that way mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. mm. I just want to talk about, I notice when I'm with Native people, there's a lot of pause mm. in between <laughs> before we say anything. 
I think that's because we feel what you just said. We're mm. feeling. Right. Right. We're interpreting the energy, and that's intuition. Remember, I talked about intuition. That's intuition. Yes. It's not. We're not listening to reply. We're listening to understand. Mm-hmm. It's very different. But radio, as it is, we have to talk, 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 talk. Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> people are like, "Well, they're slow on the radio. Mm-hmm. They are very slow, especially the old guy. He's slow." <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and uh, yeah. So no, I think I think part part of understanding. The generations, regenerations, um, the seventh generation, that kind of gets worn out, but there were seven generations back there, so we are that seventh generation, right? Um, I think part of us coming together like we need to, mm. at least once a month, during the full moon or a moon, but we need to do this here, right in Kingston. So mm-hmm. we're all welcome to come back anytime. So, any any kind of thoughts that we need to part with? Because we have like maybe 12 minutes left. I just want to say, this Kapiolani, I just want to say thank you for that. And and it is, it took time to just let it, I think we're, we, we are feeling beings. And it, it, that just resonated so much, I think, because all of us can feel it um, in the same way. We have a shared... <laughs> You did. You you did talk about. I was at your talk, and mm-hmm. and you did talk about like this intuitive feeling. And there was a a gentleman in our group who brought up the idea of native intelligence or indigenous intelligence. Um, and I think this is it, right? Is that there, there's something that you cannot that that we cannot name when we have a relationship to the land and place and our people, but yet. All of us come from different places. You come from the eastern door. I come from the west. Johnny is in the middle there. <laughs> but yet we all feel something. Mm-hmm. And um, you can only experience it. It's kind of hard to say in, for me in English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. So looking for the expressions... In English, I think the hip-hop that you just did, it's part of that expression. And to say it in so many words, in English is great, but what about the older languages, the, the languages that that could express what Jesus said in one word? Mm-hmm. That's quantum physics, that mind-blowing to the West, right? I tell everybody my experience I had in Sweden, but this is not about me, this is about you all. This show definitely inspires me as an indigenous person to learn my language, Kanyakeha. Mm. I will say that. I've yeah. taken that with me several times. I've been here. Mm. And it is, yeah, it's inspiring to be around people who's who think not in English, think in their traditional or, you know, their original languages, their first languages. Because um, I think so often even that's maybe where the pause comes from, right? Yeah. It's like our brains are filtering and working um, to quantify or you know contextualize our environment around us that doesn't necessarily feel intrinsically natural um yeah so i yeah thank you for the inspiration always yeah yeah, and you know i connected back to the water here i love drinking water i love water shout out to the water (laughs) but it's something too when i was in brazil that that struck me being 
with indigenous people of the world mm-hmm. is these you know these items that connect us these resources these elements like water right and our deep appreciation for water so i just want to yeah say nyawako for mm. you mm. bringing water to the center again and yeah. connecting us all through that i was wondering about brazil you know how <clears throat> different that is from the climate you have there to coming here where there's cold and you see the relationship or disconnect and as you said miami and differences and you two were just in brazil right yes like a month or two ago and what happened what how did you relate to the land rather than connect to it hmm. well i think when i experienced my first winter here way up north nanashinabe territory I think I had three years where my body was transforming to get used to being in cold. And I had to build my relationship with cold in a really immense way. And that that space that we were talking about where beyond language or um, in a language that I don't know, I had I have dance. And so I do I did a lot of prayer to those lands, to those waters, wherever I go, I'll dance as my prayer, as my offering with the waters usually. Um, and so coming, going back home to Brazil and bringing Dio with me, it was a, it, it's always a slow re-immersion, you know, like getting back into these waters that made me, um, but it's always the rain, the rain at home that that is my my deepest connection, mm-hmm. my deepest connection to home. I don't know if that answered your question, but it doesn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> How was it for you, Dio? Yeah, just as Rad had to acclimate to the north, I'm a person of the north who has to acclimate to the south and like to the heat and to you know temperatures that are that warm for that sustained amount of time but yeah, i mean shout out to water staying hydrated secret secret trick <laughs> um but yeah the connecting down there was a, a beautiful experience you know i thought about who if anyone in my lineage has traveled this far south you know and just being very aware of like the tobacco and the gifts that i'm bringing as a individual but also as a person who's Haudenosaunee who's a part of a confederacy who's so proud to to be here and to carry carry these you know this culture with me so mm-hmm. I was very aware aware of that you know mm. and brought gifts brought salves that we made from these lands wow. to give to Rad's relatives and <coughs> brought brought good prayers we brought um there's a it's called the Ohendagalawadekwin words before all else and that's mm-hmm. like our Thanksgiving address I'm mm. quote, putting it in quotations this is Dio here yeah. and <laughs> there's um awesome translation into Portuguese so we made sure to to bring that that's like our our, our prayer that we mm. do in, in the morning and whatnot. so that was felt like a nice offering to our relatives of the south you know awesome awesome Jonathan we're about out of that thing called time yeah, I feel like I'm still acclimating right now or yeah. adjusting to life here, weather here. You know, it was, what, 41 degrees Celsius, 105 degrees Fahrenheit uh, a few days just before I left. 
And um, when you spoke about the rain, that felt like it was exactly my experience uh, mm -hmm. in in relating to the land. Like you know, I took off all my clothes and got went went out in the rain, um, and just felt earth almost spinning. You know, felt like the the connection hearing. Hearing dogs and uh, the animals in, in the in the night, and it's um, so important for me to to have opportunities like that, and I haven't felt that quite yet until maybe even right now, you know. And it's like that feeling when you you know when you come into that circle, you may not know everybody, but you feel yeah. the presence, and so I felt that there. I feel that here now, so thank you. I'm I'm very grateful mm. for this. Mm. <laughs> this is Kapiolani. Um Well, I am still adjusting. Um, I will be going this summer to the the uh, Rockaways to to jump on a surfboard. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to try to you know um, find home there on the water. Awesome. Well, I want to thank all of you here, Diagande, Diagande, Rad, and Capulani, and Jonathan, and those of you listening out there. Yeah, we make mistakes, but we love mistakes here. I love my mistakes. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's the only way I get to learn, right? So, yeah, no. Um, but this is Teokasen Ghost Tours, and I want to invite you all back in another time. And always, we're here at First Voices Radio Sunday evenings at 7 p.m., which I say is prime time. And just let us talk like we do. And we get get to know each other this way. You get to know us out there who are listening, who are brave enough to listen, mm -hmm. right? And stay with us and get to know who we are as Native or Indigenous peoples or human beings, most of all. Mm -hmm. So, in our in our way, we say, Doksha ake wa chinktelo. Danito. Obrigad. Mahalo piha. Hanhan katu. All right. So, we're going to get out of here, and thank you for joining us here on First Voices Radio. Mm -hmm.